Jai Guru, Enlightened Ones. This is Michael Zadeh. You're listening to Tending the Sacred Fire. And I'm going to be um, doing a two-part uh, podcast. This first part, we're going to talk about spiritual freedom. And then in part two, we're going to take a look at spiritual entanglement. So these next episodes, this one and the next one, are probably going to launch fairly quickly. At least that's my intent. <laughs> Sometimes life steps in and causes things to happen in ways that uh, <laughs> aren't in alignment with the way that I would like things to be. But that's okay. That's okay. We flow. We move. We get, we grow. We go, right? All right. So we're going to start off with this concept of spiritual freedom, right? And it being uh, the 4th of July here in the United States, it's a, it's a, a, a big topic. And, and there tends to be, especially in the Western world, and, and, and definitely especially in the United States, there tends to be a complete and total misunderstanding or misconception of what this word freedom means. There are, are people who believe that, that it, it means that we're able to do whatever we want, whenever we want, no consequences. Like, you know, we have freedom, we are free, we get to do whatever we want. I, the speed limit on the freeway doesn't apply to me. Uh, I'm going to drive at whatever speed I feel is is the best speed for me to go at. Uh, you know, I don't I don't need to ad- adhere to other laws, other civil laws, and things like that because because they infringe upon my ability to um, to experience life in the way that I want to experience it. And freedom has nothing to do with um, whether or not um, there are, are are laws that 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 um, you know we all need to abide by or not, or, or things that that we should be doing uh, in order to to protect other people, to protect the property of other people. Freedom. Let's break that word down. We're going to go into some etymology here. <laughs> if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you know I love taking a look at the history and the origin of words. So freedom, break it down into two, into two parts, free and dumb. Let's look at the end, the last part, that suffix, D-O-M. We see that in kingdom. We see that in boredom. We see that in stardom. We see that in all of these, the, these, these different words. And basically what that suffix means is um, a, a state of being or a condition. So when we're talking about freedom, we're talking about the state of being free or the condition of being free. Let's take a look then at what that word free means, okay? So we could break that word down and we take it take a look at the history of that word all the way back into that proto-indo-european language that I spoke about on podcast number 2 when I was uh, when I was going deep into that quote until one is committed and proto-indo-european is really it's like the base language that all other languages were formed from specifically not necessarily in like asian uh, countries and africa and 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 those but the majority of the european languages the majority of uh, the the languages in um, the middle east um, some parts of asia all came from this proto-indo-european language then they developed into things like latin and early germanic and um uh, breton and and uh, other languages norse and became all of the different languages that that we now speak but they all have a a a root in this proto-indo-european language so the word free if you take that back to proto-indo-european uh um root uh the the root there is pre p-r-i okay and this shows up the first uh reference to this is in some sanskrit documentation where they're the the use of the word priya p-r-i-y-a-h 
which means um, like my own or my beloved or or not not belongs to me in the sense of of ownership or property but but like these are mine like you would you would refer you would use that word if you were referring to your family right like the, you don't own your family you have no no rights over them um, you might have some responsibilities <laughs> over them especially if you're a parent of a young child but you have no rights over over the members of your family even your own children we don't really necessarily have rights over we have responsibilities but we don't have we don't have rights over um, our own our own offspring so so the, this word priya is the way that somebody would in in ancient um, uh, uh, india or as, as, as they were known uh, by um, the, the, the valley that they, that they lived in, which is the Indus Valley, the Indus. That's how that, that word Hindu came about. Um, it's just a mispronunciation of Indus, the Indus River, the Indus Valley. So, so back in when uh, the majority of the people who now um, uh, reside within the country of India, when they were living primarily within the Indus River, which was, you know, that was where the, the more fertile ground was, more fertile land, access to clean water, all of that stuff. The Indus Valley was a very, very fertile and rich, rich area at the time. If a stranger came into a, a village or came into, you know, if you were a farmer and or, or you owned some land, you had some property and a, and a stranger, a wanderer, um, like a mystic or a wandering traveling mystic or, or somebody came through your property, you would introduce the people that, that resided on your property by saying, these are my own priya right this is my family or these are the the people that that i consider to be my beloved these are the ones that i care about and the rest these are my servants or my slaves or or whatever so you were basically telling the individual if you need something if 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 you need your needs to be met go to one of the servants the slaves not the priya not my family um, they are there to be uh, your equal. They are there to engage in conversation. They are there to spend time with you. But if you're if, if you're looking for someone to bathe you, if you're looking for someone to, you know, do whatever, clean your laundry, make a meal, go to the slaves, go to the servants, right? So this is the way that that they would de designate that. So when a slave owner, when when a master um, had a a particular slave or a, a group of slaves or a family of slaves, that he that he then established a um, an affection for um, or a love for, and it's, we're not talking about sexual love here, but we're talking about you know this this sense of of a caring for. He would grant them. He would move them into Priya, and Priya then became this concept of freedom. So when we when when we look at this word freedom or or this 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 granting of a right, it's really what what we're talking about is is we're talking about um, taking away bondage. We're, we're talking about taking away the restrictions that don't enable an individual to be the person that they were meant to be, to live the life that they were meant to live. Again. This doesn't give the right to do whatever we want, whenever we want, no consequences, all of that stuff. It gives us the right to do whatever we want, whenever we want, as long as we're willing to accept the consequences. That's really what freedom is. So if we violate a civil authority, if we violate a civil law, uh, and there are consequences involved, doesn't matter if, if we agree with the consequences, doesn't matter if the consequences are just, that we, we can get into a whole nother 
excuse me, a whole other conversation in regards to that. That's where, you know, civil disobedience comes in place. That's where, you know, the, 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 the right to protest and all that stuff. That's where engaging in the civil process and voting and all those kinds of things to either remove those unjust laws or remove the people that are creating the unjust laws. That's really where our freedom is in, in that sense, in, in, in being able to battle against or, or fight against those things that, that, um, that do cause uh, unjust restrictions for, for our ability to, to live a, a free life. So we're going to dive a little deeper into that. Going to take a quick break here, pause for a moment, and I will be right back. You're listening to Tending the Sacred Fire. This is Michael Zadeh. Hey there, Spirit Fam. I'm gonna ask you to give me one minute to tell you about the Quantum Healing Meditations Bundle offered by my friends at the Oshun Collective. This amazing bundle includes 14 meditations, hypnosis, and visualizations designed to help open your heart and anchor in unity consciousness. And when you buy the bundle, it's yours forever, which means you can use these meditations as often as you want. I had the chance to listen to the meditations and wow, my Shakti was on fire. So if you're ready to dive in now, go to Sacred Fire Podcast on Instagram, click the Linktree link in my profile and tap the banner for the Quantum Healing Meditation Bundle. You can already feel how beneficial this will be, can't you? Trust me, you'll be glad you chose to make this small investment in your spiritual growth. Welcome back. This is Michael Zadeh. You're listening to Tending the Sacred Fire. We're talking today about spiritual freedom. And we've already defined, or at least I hope we've defined, um, the word freedom as really being this sense of, of uh, being in a condition where there's nothing that's restricting you or nothing that is holding you back. Nothing that, there's no bondage. There's, there's no outside influence that is causing you to not be able to experience your spirituality in a, in a specific way, right? And, and that, that sense of, of freedom really being this condition of being loved or being cared for or being taken, taken care of, um, not a sense of, of, of an ownership or, or a sense that somebody else has rights over you, but it's this sense of going back to the Proto-Indo-European, to the Sanskrit word Priya, um, it's that sense of belonging. It's that sense that that um, that when you have when you are free, when you have freedom, that 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 there's there's nobody that that is that is holding you against your will. That there the, the ability, or you have something or someone that is caring for you or taking care of you. So really, this is the sense of freedom. It's this understanding that there is something out there that is. Putting um, that that is that is establishing a condition through which we are cared for, taken care of, protected, guided, blessed, whatever you want to, what words you want to use, and that's really where we gain our freedom, specifically within the spiritual context. Now you can call this something out there, whatever you want to. You can you can call it God. You can call it the divine. You can call it universal consciousness you can call it as i've said before you can call it peanut butter sandwich it doesn't it doesn't matter what term you use for this source energy or for this this um, higher sense of self right if you believe if you are spiritual you know that you are a part of something that is bigger than yourself 
Um, we are all connected. We are all part of Source Energy. Source Energy is part of us. So, so it is. It's not that there's a separation between us and Source Energy. Um, just like there's no separation between the little finger on your on your left hand and the and the big toe on your right foot, there, there's there is a sense of 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 a unique manifestation of, of that energy. You wouldn't confuse. You wouldn't look down at your at your foot and confuse your big toe with with your with your little finger. Um, th there is a uniqueness about the manifestation or about the way that that energy has has come into being in, into the the physical realm. And that's how each one of us are. Some of us are big toes and some of us are little fingers. <laughs> but um, so, so that is really the sense of freedom when we're looking at it from a spiritual aspect. And when we break down the word spirituality or spiritual, being spiritual, that word just really means of or pertaining to spirit. And when we look at spirit, it, we find that that word comes down into um, you know, it, it, it can mean breath. It can mean, you know, the, the whatever it is that animates our being. It's that sense. It's our life force, right? It's it's our um, it's that it's that thing that causes us to have volition within the physical realm. Uh, where this spirit comes from, if it if it comes from the physical, or if it comes from the spiritual, if it comes from that, you know, none of that has been proven. Nobody's been able to to identify necessarily. There's a lot of, of, of study and there's there are a lot of, of people who have experienced like out of body experiences or astral travel or, or, or those types of things. But but there isn't there. There is no definitive uh, scientific proof that this spirit exists. However, we still all believe that it's there. We still all understand that there is something, like I said, that is beyond um, this body is beyond this mind, right? If, if you see yourself as just your body or you see yourself as, as being just your thoughts, then you may have a few more awakenings <laughs> ahead of you. <laughs> spiritual uh, or, or, or spirit, being spiritual is really that opening up to that inner sense, that inner world where where we recognize we are we are our own guru we are our own best teacher we are our own guide um do we have spirit guides that are out there helping us yes but again if we are all connected then those spirit guides are a part of us just as much as we are a part of them so there is no separation there is just a different or a unique form of manifestation of energies a different frequency if you will right uh, an apple and an orange come from the same source they don't grow on the same tree unless you've got a really funky tree but um, they, they're just different frequencies of the same energy they they uh, need the exact same things in, in order to develop they need sunlight they need they need uh, you know oxygen they need water they need all of those things they need the the nutrients from the soil they, they need all of those things in order to develop and it's just simply in the way that they manifest themselves that um, creates an apple or an orange okay and that's based that's based on the um, the essence of the tree in in which uh, that particular fruit is born onto. So when you, we're looking at our spirituality, when we're looking at, at at what defines us as being spiritual or what defines our spirit, what we're really looking at is what are those things that that cause us to manifest with the frequency, with the particular frequency with which we do. And this is where we get into 
you know, this whole understanding of do we choose our parents or do our parents choose us? Did our parents choose to have us when, when, when they were spirit before they were born or did we choose to have our parents, um, you know, b while we were still at, in source energy and decided to manifest in, in the world? And, and it, it is the, the second that, that the offspring does choose, but it's not a specific choosing. It's not, it's not like you're, you're sat down in a room and you said, okay, here's a list of all the people you can be born to. Which one do you want to be? Which one do you want to choose? It's more the sense of like if you were buying tickets to a sporting event, right? You look at the, the, the available tickets and let's say that, that at this point in time, you're the first person to look. Every ticket is available. So you're going to choose based on your preferences. Your preferences come from your karmic imprint, come from the past lives that you've been involved in, come from the, the knowledge that you've, that you've held, come from all of that. So maybe you might be like me. You want to find a seat that's closer to the, um, to the concessions or closer to the bathroom or closer to the exit, or it's closer to, to some other part of the park, not necessarily just what's going on on the field. Um, you may be someone that chooses, you know, like for a football game, you want to sit right on the, the 50 yard line. You want to be right, right up front. Um, you might feel more secure if you have, uh, if you sit in an area that is like family oriented, because maybe there you see the, the potential for less fights, less rude fans, less all of that kind of stuff. So all of that is really what determines or, or kind of creates this sense of, of how you are going to manifest into the world. You, you're, you're taking a look at, at, at this, this creation, the entirety of creation, and it is your, your inner preferences, your karmic imprint that then determines where you are more attracted to. Your spirit will flow in the direction that will enable you to experience life based on the preferences that you've already developed through your, your karmic imprint, your Akashic records, um, your past life, what, however you want to look at it, however you prefer to look at it. Again, the, the term doesn't matter. But the, the essence or the understanding of how this process takes place really does, right? We don't look down and say, hey, Bob and Sue, they, they look like really good parents. Oh, look at that. They drive Mercedes. Yeah, I want to live in a wealthy family this life. That's where I'm going. No, you can be born into a family with a lot of affluence and you can still have a really crappy life, right? Um, and you can be born into a family that has very little in terms of worldly um, affluence or influence, and you can have a fantastic life. So that doesn't matter. What, what, what we're looking at is we're looking at how does your energy vibrate and how does the energy of those individuals who are in the process of considering having children or in the process of, of conceiving a child, um, how does that energy vibrate? And then your energy and their energy, if there's an alignment, that's where you end up manifesting within this world just like an apple manifests on an apple tree because that energy vibrates at the same frequency as the apple tree. All right, we're going to take another break here. You're listening to Tending the Sacred Fire. I am Michael Zadeh. Back in a moment. Jai Guru, fellow seekers, welcome back. My name is Michael Zadeh. You're listening to Tending the Sacred Fire. So we're talking today about spiritual freedom and we've identified freedom as being this condition or this this um, 
um, sense of, of belonging, belonging to something, belonging to something that is, that is caring for you, taking care of you, protecting you, guiding you. Um, that is really the essence of, of what freedom in its, in its earliest language, its vibratory, the, 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 the vibrational frequency that, that, that this language or this word really means or what it came from what it was born from and we know that words can change meaning over time based on cultural differences based on social differences based on you know a, a wide variety of things new words are invented um, but they all come back to these to these combination of, of, of sounds and that's what proto-indo-european languages is it's it's the uh, the understanding that that certain sounds and it was typically most often in proto-indo-european it's it's basically three letters two consonants and a vowel um, and they could be the vowel sandwiched in between or it could be with the vowel at the beginning or the end um, so like when we look at freedom that suffix dom d-o-m is a proto-indo-european construct okay and, and and all it necessarily means is a condition or um, relating to okay so a, a kingdom is all of the lands that um, are under the the uh, condition or, or relating to this specific individual who decided to declare themselves as to be king and and if you wanted to live within that kingdom you followed those rules so freedom then is is when we look at the that the essence of that language is really the the sense that we understand that there's a part of this that we're not necessarily in control of. We are completely and totally in control of our actions. Um, we are completely and totally in control of the karma that we uh, develop while we're in this life. And we're completely and totally in control of the karma that we transmute or that we um, exhaust, if you will, right? Um, th there's, there's basically two types of, of karma. You can think of them as uh, being, let's say that, that, that you were the manager of a retail store for a, a large uh, retail outlet, uh, multiple locations all over the, the, the world. And all of the, the uh, material, all of the, the items um, for sale in your store, that's your, your um, uh, allotted karma, right? That's the amount of karma that, that you're that you have been given or granted or that's the amount of karma that that you have the ability to work through when you sell all of that or when you work through all of that then the warehouse sends you more and that's the accumulated or you could call it the the cumulative or um uh you, you know the um what's another word i can't think of another word <laughs> right now but like community right that's 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 uh the, the karma that belongs to all of us right so when we're talking about spiritual freedom, we recognize that we're that we're we're, we're dealing with this inner sense, spirit, spiritual being that uh, that which relates to spirit, and sp and the word spirit really meaning to breath or the essence, what 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 uh, uh, animates us, this this frequency that that we currently vibrate at. So so spiritual freedom is the this essence of of looking inward and discovering that which is caring for us, guiding us, leading us, moving us forward. And this in a nutshell is what spiritual freedom is. It's the surrender to this process that we came here with a purpose, that purpose is assigned or written in our Akashic records, written in our karmic imprint. It, it came from um, actions that we took in past lives and previous lives. It came from ancestral uh, karma, it came from, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. 
that kind of determined the, the frequency that our spirit was it, it was vibrating at at the point in time that we decided to step into a, 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 a new physical container again and that frequency is really what then determined um, the the family that we were born into okay and so if if someone is born into a family that is abusive or isn't taking care of them is that part of their karma not necessarily that 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 very well is is society karma that's the accumulated karma that's the the, the karma of of everyone that that we live in a society that that um, enables those types of situations to exist that that where where children women um, the 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 uh, marginalized are are not taken care of at the same level that other people are taking care of they don't they don't have the same advantages um, or they don't have the same protections they don't have the same uh, ability to tap into that freedom again that that sense of belonging to something that is caring for um, for for you so 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 we're, we're not it's not an individual karma that drove you to to be born to parents who didn't take care of you or you know outright um you know were abusive uh that's not yours to own that's society's to own you do have a portion of that because we are one so that doesn't mean you get to sit on the uh, you know in your easy chair uh on, on the couch and and wait for the rest of the world to to fix it right you still have a responsibility again we really need i probably will on a future podcast talk about this difference between responsibility and rights um, you do have a responsibility to engage in the process of a healing yourself from the trauma that you experienced and b enabling a society in which these things are are less frequent or to the point where they don't happen again in the future um, that is a responsibility you still have, and it may be that you um, that your 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 energetic vibration, your karmic imprint, placed you in a situation like that specifically because it would then enable you to um, move forward in such a way that you are that you are willing to stand up uh, for for the marginalized, stand up for the disenfranchised, stand up for for uh, you know those people who who whose whose rights are being infringed upon so we don't we don't look at anything as being right or wrong good or bad um, you know holy or evil all of that stuff is just perception all of that stuff is just just the way that that we've chosen to to view something um, that's it's just the way that that, um, that that we've determined or that we've um, enabled ourselves to interpret uh, the 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 vibrations of within the physical realm right none of this physical realm really exists it's all an illusion yada 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 what we see or how we perceive is really the way that we then choose to move forward and if we see ourselves as being free and if we're connected inwardly connected to this sense of of this divine nature that's within us all um, and is part of us all and we are part of it right it's not like um it's not like a, there's a little eyedropper that you know drops out one little drop and that's you know it was susie and another little drop and that's bobby and another little drop and that's joey no it, it's we are all part of it just like that a, a, a drop of the ocean 
is separate from the ocean, but it still is ocean. It still has the essence of ocean in it. It doesn't have the power of the entire ocean, obviously. It doesn't have the complexity of the entire ocean, but it just removing something from its source doesn't take away the fact that it belongs to or is a part of source. So spiritual freedom is this ability to recognize, look within, recognize that which is within us, right? And, and these awakenings that we have are, are really stages or steps of moving closer and closer and closer to this understanding that we are one, we are connected. There is no difference between you and me other than within the way that we have um, physically manifested within this world. And that is all based upon the karmic energy or the karmic imprint, the, the vibrational energy that, that uh, we held within us prior to manifesting into the physical domain. All right, part two coming up. We're going to look at spiritual entanglement, which is the other side of this coin. And that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one. I hope you'll join me for that. Uh, again, my name is Michael Zade. You're listening to Tending the Sacred Fire. Please share this podcast with others if you think that it might be of benefit. Uh, click on that like button. If the platform that you happen to uh, have come across this has a like button, some of them don't. Um, find me on Instagram at uh, sacred fire podcast email me sacred fire podcast at gmail.com let me know what you think i would love to hear your thoughts i'd love to hear what what how you interpret spiritual freedom as well um, i do not believe that i have the definitive answer for this i'm just simply passing along uh, knowledge and wisdom and truth that that i've discovered along the way again this is michael zade you've been listening to tending the sacred fire